What is up, you beautiful creatures? Thank you and welcome to another episode of Alliance Pride. Now, I know I took a little, uh, really a long hiatus to create uh, episode number eight of a season two of Alliance Pride, but unfortunately, COVID-19 has happened and a lot of things have had to change in my life in terms of routines and work and so on. So I had to prioritize that and also just leave put my podcast on hold but it was a really a really smart uh decision on my end because there's a lot of things that have happened in those three months that uh opportunity to create more content for me for to choose the proper guests for my podcast and so on um but unfortunately this episode not unfortunately but this you know it's sad to um to really start uh, to reboot the season number two uh, with this very powerful podcast that is over two hours. But um, again, uh, it was a very organic way of conversation between a lot of feelings. So I decided to bring many guests in this episode and it was uh, CJ, Q France, uh, my friend George, and also Eric, also my best, uh, my friend. They all been part of my podcast before. So we discuss the rights, we discuss the feelings of aftermath of what was going on uh, when we witnessed, we all witnessed, uh, we all witnessed the of uh, George Floyd in Minneapolis. So there was a lot of feelings uh, really bottled up and uh, including myself. And obviously I wanted to direct my, my feelings through social media because I do have a big platform. The problem with that is that I just didn't know how to communicate that feeling because a lot of feelings sometimes when, when the anger and frustration, sometimes things come out differently and people take that personal or it becomes a very uh, offsetting subject. So deciding to do this podcast was a lot more of an eye-opening for me, choosing my words and really my feelings in terms of like how to really uh, understand a little bit more how are they feeling, how my friends are feeling, people that are around me uh, that uh, are more affected to this because, uh, unfortunately, because it's more personal to them. And to listen to them and to listen to their experiences and, and really their stories and their way of thinking has been an eye-opening for me to really choosing my words, but also to shedding a light in terms of like this entire situation. So it was also to more of an education for me. And it was a very powerful one, especially the conversation that I had with my best friend, Eric, that we've been friends for about over 10 years. And to have this discussion was uh, an eye opening and uh, brought us up closer together. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Um, and again, I know it's two hours, but <laughs> it is it is a good one so if you have any questions for any of the guests please um, just email me at unleashfit at gmail.com and we are going to be doing a q a um, after this all right thank you and enjoy the episode what is up you beautiful creatures thank you and welcome to alliance pride uh definitely was not expecting to reboot my podcast this way but uh is it's been it was something that i was thinking over and over and uh and i needed to do this because um you know it went against my own morals but it was something that i wanted to my podcast is all about information it's all about guiding motivating and learning about our own struggles our own past and really kind of like what has made you who you are so 
with that said, we're actually going back in history with everything that has been going on. And it's actually, this is an amazing thing of what's going on and relearn, not even relearning, but just like, it's just so many things going on that I was, uh, I, di- I didn't know how to communicate this, to be completely honest, because it's, it, I never experienced it, obviously. And not only that, it, I just, it was, I just didn't know how to say that. So I needed to do this episode with friends that I feel com- not even just comfortable, but I, they can shed the light more than me with uh, all that is going on now. Okay, so on one corner, I, will, I have my boy. I call him wild, wild Body, but he has all Vincent now in his Instagram, so I don't know. He changes his name every time. So <laughs> um, that's my boy right there. I met him uh, about two years ago at New U, uh, Roan Events community on the fitness uh, industry. Then I have my other friend, uh, Quincy, also, that I met uh, through TS Fitness uh, and then on Roan events. And uh, I literally organically clicked with them. Uh, it was the first two people that I actually encountered in the Roan events. Then on my other side, I have uh, one good friend, a CJ, which um, I met also at TS, but it was that was organically, I think, weird. Like, it was just like, who's this pretty boy? Like, no, no, I can only be the only pretty boy in here. But uh, I met him through, <laughs> uh, through, through TS Fitness, so he's been a good friend of mine. And then I have my best friend who we've been friends for 11 years now, 11 years. Uh, he, he's been through with me through hell we've been all over the place uh, our friendship has become more of a brotherhood and really um i've learned so much with him and we learn from each other as much as much as possible so i have this pe- i have you guys here in this episode because not only you guys been in my podcast before but i um i am very close to you guys and I want to hear your story, like, what do you feel? What is going on? And you guys can take the place with this and can just go with it. So um, let's start off with you, George. How you doing, my man? It's just another day. Uh, thank you for having us uh, come and speak about this matter. Uh, just shows true uh, character about who you are as a human being. Um, I guess I'm just trying to, I'm kind of happy in a way um, that this has been circulating because I've been waiting for change. Um, I've had countless conversations with Quincy about this. Uh, Eric, when we meet, we've talked about it, even CJ and you. Um, I just feel like, I just hope it's not a fad and we actually can make proper steps to go for change. Okay. That's, yeah, it's, 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 it's been rough. What about you, Quincy? How you feeling, my man? I mean, as a father of a 20 year old, like I see, like who fears for him to go home every night way before all of this. And probably the oldest, oh well, yeah, I am the oldest one in the room right oh, now. Dude, you're a god. You're like, what, 600 years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so like this, 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 this situation coming back up again with George Floyd is 
highly disturbing and sadly not surprising. So I know what work needs to be done. It's just a matter of are people willing to do it? Right. In yeah, a genuine way. Right. In general, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on currently as we even record. We have a curfew going on in like about 10 minutes as well, too. So a lot of things has been going on. If you have been living literally under a rock, then I don't know what to tell you about this. But uh, CJ, how are you feeling? Well, the more I have these conversations and the more I listen, George, Quincy, that one thing that was consistent that you said was, one, I hope this isn't a fad, and the other, I saw this coming. And so if you really listen to what that means and internalize that as, for me, a white person looking at a situation that I've never had to experience. Oh, no, we're losing him. We can't lose like, you, CJ. You losing me? No, no, no. Okay. I just... Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back on. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know where it, it left off, but, but the point I was trying to make is, George and Quincy, it's, I feel in my heart uh, the responsibility of saying, I can't let that be a phase that people go through, and I can't let this be something that ends, and then you're like, well, when's the next one going to Right. Is it like a turning wheel? On you know, my heart. Yeah. And, and, and I feel it, it's my responsibility to step up. If I'm calling you guys my friends and I'm looking at you and telling you I love you and you're my bro, I feel the responsibility of saying, well, it's time for me to speak out. It's always been time for me to speak out. Um, but to really be there and really, really give you the confidence in me that I'm not going to stop. No. Until you see. And so that is something that I am, I'm passionate about, man. And, and I hope that this is what people are feeling also, because if, if that's the case, and this the letting case. down, you know, and I'm going to do the best I have in my ability to make sure that it doesn't happen. Um, Appreciate that. Eric, what, how you, how you, how you doing, bro? I'm high, like um, it's uh, it's been really taking a toll on me the past two days. Uh, do you have headphones? I do not have headphones with a mic. Okay. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just wanted uh, to make sure. So, it's definitely been taking a toll on me the past two days. Uh, past few days, not just two, but um, because. You know, I find myself just lugging myself around the, around the, the house. Just, uh, you know, I, I recently had a newborn, and it just makes me, I'm, I'm a mix of angry, I'm a mix of disappointment, I'm a mix of, mix of uh, exhaustion of seeing this happen over and over and over again, having to deal with it and, um, and live it. And, and live it every day of my life, and I just don't. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm happy for the reform. I'm not the reform. I'm happy for us trying to get that reform. I'm happy for us making taking these steps. But I'm just so getting exhausted on on about how how we have to 
do all this? Why, why we have to do all this? Why it's so hard to have people understand and see our perspective. And, um, you know, I guess that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and hopefully I can get some ideas and some, you know, some, some consolement from, from my peers here. Just get your thoughts and you know help me get through it. Yet again, this has been taking a toll on more than I, I, I wanted to express to others. Um, but yeah, good. Um, yeah, it's 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 been it's been it's been a rough rough uh, situation um, in terms of everything that's going on, and it's uh, I've I, I've had a uh, multiple conversations with other people. Um, where I felt conflicted because I had anger and a lot of people were like, some people, again, no name dropping in any of any events here on this hour. Uh, but in terms of like, you know, not understanding the situation, uh, specifically how I got angry about it. Uh, a lot of people don't understand how passionate I am and how loyal I am when I love people by who they are, right? Um, specifically, when I say I grew up a certain way, uh, the experiences that I've had with seeing people being racially profiled uh, to myself being racial profile, which is um, a lot of people don't like, can't even fathom on that. And uh, and it, it, it has happened, you know, it's, it's been, uh, Obviously, I don't talk about it because I'm like, the way I think is like, one, people might think that I'm bullshitting and they're going to look at me they're like, you never got racially profiled, and which I did. And it was, and when I got incarcerated, it was actually one of the worst experiences. I gave major anxiety when I see a cop in front of me. Uh, true story on that part. Um, so it's been very conflicted in terms of like the people that I had conversations with where I would get very emotional very angry and very passionate about the subject um, of taking a side technically because that's now what people are asking like take a side um, and that's where I'm I'm a little bit like when I called Eric and I said hey listen because we are all influencers right in a certain degree now with technology and when I mean influencers not as in like hey buy this product for 25% off. No, when I say influencers, it's more like, hey, listen to my voice. I'm gonna lead with it a title and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna show you what it is, what you need to do. And we are leaders here, right? We're in the fitness industry. Our main job is to motivate, inspire, you know, get people going. That's all motivational, that's all movement. And with all these things going on, I just I don't know. I was, I called Eric and uh, if I had that conversation with Eric and I was like, I don't know what to do. And his response is like, don't do anything. And I was like, by why? Cause he was like, cause I know what you're going to say. It's going to say something really is going to sound really uh, in your head is going to sound good, but to other people are not going to sound good. So then I was conflicted of like, how can I communicate this? How can I communicate my frustration with all these things going on? And, you know, I spoke a little bit to Quincy. I mean, I will always message Quincy. I'll be like, hey, you know, I see his information and very, I think Quincy out of all of us in terms of like what he's been putting on his Instagram, he's been very, very, very open 
and very blunt about what's going on. And I'm not saying that I am. He's always, he's always been there. He's always, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, since I met him. But he's, he's always been, you know, and, and that's what I liked about him. You know, that's something that I respected since I saw him. We, we clicked because of, like, our past experiences. I click with you, George, because of like, we see the world differently, right? I click with CJ because we're compassionate with a lot of things, but we, we are on the same page. And I'm not saying that I want to hang out with people that have the same and you're always going to agree with me. No, there's always going to be disagreement. I always had disagreement with Eric. We always went back one, one uh, you know, with certain subjects. But at the end of the day, we respected our decisions in terms of like what we're going, what's going on. Now in this one, I believe that this is a just, my question to you guys is, what have you been doing? For example, like what Quincy has been doing with information and everything, like what have you been doing in terms of either learning or relearning history? I mean, I've been watching a lot of videos of history of what's been going on you know, 90 years ago, 80 years ago, and you can see the pattern of the same shit happening over and over and over and over and over. And I tell people, it's like, wouldn't you get tired of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over? And it's something that damages you. Would you be happy with that? So that's my question with you guys. And, and that, that's kind of like, how, do you, how are you expressing this to other people? And we're going to start with CJ this time. Um, CJ. Okay. For me, uh, having a, a black wife and seeing her go through questions and people reaching out to her, um, I, I've approached it from a level of listening. DJ, you bring somebody up. for her that ah, I can't believe I'm breaking up. This is one conversation I don't want to break up. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead, go ahead. We got this. We, we, we're with you. We'll, we'll uh, just finish out the sentence for you. Oh man, still breaking up. Are we? St are we good? Yeah, yeah, you're still good. Yeah. All right. So, so really, the, the standpoint I, I come to this uh, is is massive amounts of empathy. And we lost them. Uh, looking Definitely at what's lost. happening and yeah. being oh. okay. So here's the thing, guys. I I can hear every word you're saying, and yeah. I am perfectly okay with with not speaking because I know it's going to mess things up. But I can hear you, and I want to listen. And and uh, after this, I would love to re-answer all these questions. Yeah, for and sure. Then, and hand them in. But for right now, just for the sake of uh, you guys having a, a powerful conversation. Gotcha. We got it. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> it's okay. I don't wanna, but so, I answer all these. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. If, if, um, what we're going to do is I'm going to start with Eric, and then I'm going to go Quincy, and then we're going to finish with George. So, Eric. So, uh, what, where, where I am, um, so... I find so I yeah we are influencers and um, where I am within uh, my profession I am very much a person who 
I try not to, I, I, unless my, my client or my, my, uh, my, uh, my crowd is uh, open to understanding where I am, I try to keep it, you know, within, within a certain level, unless it behooves me to make a, make, take a step forward. Um, and within a certain level of, of, of subjects, within certain subjects. And, you know, when people are comfortable, they bring all different types of subjects up to you. And, um, you know, we talk, to, talk about many different things, go through many different levels of uh, personal information and, uh, you know, stepping out into political things as well. And, uh, yet again, my authority within the fitness bureau, within, within, within that uh, interaction, they, they really want to hear what I have to say. And, uh, you know, and it's important that they're all open to, to talk about it and not just listen to me because I, I don't want people to just listen. I want to, I, I can hear myself. I know my thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts as well. And so, um, <clears throat> but when it, when this subject like this, I don't, I don't half step. I take a full step forward and I talk about it and, and it has to be something that I, um, I have to, I'm yet again, open to hear responses to because yet again, this, this, this hits, hits home hard, strong. Um, and, um, I, I want my, I want everybody to understand the reason for, for, the commotion, to understand the reason for our movement, to understand the reason why we're taking, we're taking the step. And um, not only just un understand, because you can understand and not care, but understand and care and really want to a, a change um, and, and understand why it's important to care. You know, um, and I don't even feel like care is such a, it's a powerful enough word, but well, the one that's popping in my mind right now. Um, because I feel like there's so much of a disconnect between people who are experiencing it, which is the black community and people who aren't. Um, you know, you can understand the words that come out of my mouth, but you, to really feel and, and, and really, you know, grasp the emotion that, 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 that overtakes me. I need, I need people to really try to, try to pull whatever name that, that pops up in these guys, George Floyd or whatever, and put their brother, put their sister, put their mother into that conversation, into that same statement, and know what it feels like to have no power, to have no, nothing you can do and just be at the mercy of whoever's in front of you. And these are the people who are supposed to protect you from down from the individual who was the officer up to the legal system. This is meant to, to protect and, and uphold laws and the laws are there to keep from us from having chaos and, and, un, and, and murder and all these other immoral standings that, that, that we have. Um, well, law doesn't have to do with morality anymore, but whatever. Um, so I, I just really, that's my goal. And then when the subject comes up and it comes up all the time now, I mean, I have a few clients and they are talking to me, even the clients that I've had before hit me up and talk, and talk to me about how I feel because yet again I'm a new father and my, my daughter is coming into this and um, you know I don't I don't try to, to sweeten it up I don't try to to um, you know make it easy on anybody because it's not it's not that it's not that time I, I can't afford to do that I need for you to understand um, yeah I don't know what to say on that one. Um, you know, it's 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 powerful. What about you, Quincy? What do you think? 
All right, so as a father already, who he's twenty. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Your your son is twenty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, first thing first, um, is uh, like this is the first time I'm having a uh talk with a group of people about this outside of my family and really close friends. Um. I've been reached out to with from everybody from owners of companies um, to uh, literally like most racist people you've ever heard of have even reached out to me and it is under the disguise of uh we're gonna go we're gonna get through this together right now i <laughs> I'm play I'm being old man right now. I don't believe ninety-five percent of the shit that people are putting out. As influencers, especially in this fitness world, I'm gonna deal with the fitness people first. A lot of them did it for content. These are just the straight facts. They did it for content. They said almost they, they, they followed the script and said the things that they felt were necessary to say to make, to not disrupt their business and their clients and their clientele and so forth. But the reality is a lot of them just follow the script. I'm not a man of many words, (laughs) but I watch, I sit back and watch people's actions because this is a time of action. This is not a time of words. You can do as many hashtags as you want to, but if you don't do nothing, you're wasting your time. The problem is people don't know what to do. And that's a, that's a safe assumption. And it's okay that you don't know what to do. You can ask people, but ask the right people. If somebody just tells you, use this hashtag on your post. That's not it. That is not it. Because at the end of all of this, right? If all four men go to jail, it's going to be another one. It's going to be another instance. And God forbid it gets the same reaction because we're mad at the amount of time that this took. We're mad that it happened live in front of us and watched the man not react to a limp body and all these other things. But we're more mad at the fact that <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> it's again. happening again. It happened yeah. again. And we, we, like you said, we would love to say that we can trust the cops. We would love to say that. I know people, business owners, that would not call the cops, that refuse to call the cops because they've been thrown to the floor in their own establishments because the cops came there with a description. And guess what? The description was the person who owned the store. Just recently, it happened in California. I posted it on my page. And here's another thing, too. I, po- I post a lot of things as a trap to get real reactions out of people. Because in my DMs, I'll get, oh, you, you monkeys need to go back to this and that. But their reaction oh, to the post. But I need to see these people so I can let everybody else know how they feel about black people. So, like I was saying, that post where the business owners called the cops because they were looters and the cops showed up, wound up putting the business owners up against the wall and handcuffing them before listening to the story. 
that their business was the one being robbed. People were in the message saying, but at least it was taken care of later on. These are fitness people that I know. I saw that, that post. That, that, that told me this. Yeah. And little biased things like, um, well, they should have done this or they should have done that. They did exactly what you're supposed to do. They didn't have any weapons. They put their hands up and waved at the cops to come over and help them. And the cops reacted as if it was not every situation, but they acted like scared people with weapons, which is a good percentage of the police force. There isn't, I don't think there's enough training in the world that can save anyone from someone's perspective on a whole race of people. It's true. Especially since you're not from that area, you haven't made the attempt to build a relationship with the people in that area. Mm. And your first thing to do is approach them with aggression. You meet, you start, you, you, if you approach me with aggression, you're going to get aggression. It's a simple, it's, it's simple. It's very simple. And I've been told no numerous times. Cops have, have, have pulled me over. I've been arrested. I've been locked up. I've been chased by cops. You name it. I have friends and family that are police officers. And I tell them like I tell you, everybody on your force is not good. And I understand that you want to protect your job. But if I were to ever see you harassing someone, I would treat you like a stranger. Because it cannot continue. Sad part is it will. Now, I'll throw all that out. Um, as far as action, right? Everybody says um, maybe people should learn their history, right? Here's the fact. A lot of white people do not want to hear all the heinous acts that they that their you know ancestors have done. They don't want to, they just don't want to hear it. They would rather deal with the now. And I understand that. But you are here in this world and we're supposed to live together and that should be above everything else. So I don't think them learning that history is enough. I think they literally just have to realize we have to survive in this world together as a people. To do that, I mean, you have to say hi to the black guy that walks past you every day, every once in a while, to make him feel comfortable. Because a lot of the work ain't on us. Because we're the ones dealing with it. And, it, 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 and, and that's what I tell them. I'm like, look, it's not my job to teach you. They have, I can tell you, I can give you people that can teach you, that do this for a living. I have friends that will have workshops and have been doing this for years, have books, you go seek that information. But if you don't walk away and learn something and take an action, I ain't gonna say go buy a bunch of black stuff. Do go about your, go, go about your business. But if you look at a magazine or you go to a website, you go to any website and you see, if you're a white person, you go to a website and you see majority black people, chances are you might Go to another web. Now, that's not because, <laughs> that can't be because the clothes are not the clothes you want. 
is something in, instinctive that you look at it and you're like, that's not for me, you know? And that's, that's the scary part because we go to every store and see white people dressed up in all these different clothes and we don't second think purchasing it. Mm. That, but the opposite is happening. You know, that the opposite is happening. And that's a deeper, deeper, deeper issue. That's a way deeper issue. Like the doctor, like the, the white doctor said, I forgot her name. She said, um, when she went into a room of people, all white people, and said, stand up if you would like to change places with a black person. Mm -hmm. And nobody stood up. Now, if, <laughs> if you were raised in a way that would make you feel comfortable around all races, you would still not want to stand up. Think about that. Because no matter how good, rich, you are as a black person, you still wouldn't want to change seats with them. You still wouldn't want to be in that position because you know cops might look at you different. This person might look at you different. Ku Klux Klan members and neo-Nazis and all these people are out to kill you. So you would never want to change places. So the change has to happen with the people that are willing to say what I've learned was bad, what my friends told me were bad. We're all in this world to survive together as a one race, one human race. Powerful stuff. Man. I have a lot more to say, but I'm going to stop it there. Yeah, Quincy's going in. Quincy's going in. Listen, it's all you, buddy. Um, George, your turn, my man. Um, to go off of what uh, Quincy was talking about, in terms of uh, being black and feeling comfortable, it's definitely you, you see the way people look at you when you go into certain environments. And I feel like maybe over the years, I've just become accustomed to it because it's like, all right, obviously I'm the only black person in this store. So they're staring at me just because they think of, oh, I may not be able one, to afford what's in the store. Two, I might steal. Or three, they're just on edge because they just don't feel comfortable with someone like me in their store. So I feel like I want to kind of talk about the Black Tuesday, Blackout Tuesday thing that happened uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Um, I just feel like I didn't understand it, where it was coming from. I guess originally it came from the music industries. Uh, supposedly black executives wanted other uh, white executives in the music industry to not post about their content and more like understand like the struggle that's going on. And then it just turned into like a huge misinformation, right? So then now you have all, you go into your export page, Black Lives Matter, hashtag, it's all straight black right? Like mm -hmm. you just see black squares. And to me, it's just like, oh, sorry. Um, I just don't understand where that came from. That's personally why I didn't post a black square. Um, I try to use that time to kind of like show some positivity from um, Deputy Dion uh, Smith and, um, uh, sorry, Flint, Michigan. Um, how he was talking about as a black cop, uh, you, we have to understand there are also good cops out there, which is also true. But as a black male, it's hard to like look at cops in that light because how many countless times have I been stopped going to school because I was in a nice car with my friend and they thought we we're drug dealers 
searching through all of my belongings going to school and being shocked that I had a baseball glove and I played baseball for university. Like, like he couldn't like fathom that. And like, I've been living with that like my whole life. And I feel like the thing with Kaepernick, Kaepernick got axed. They want, they can't, they cancel Kaepernick for kneeling down. And it, it hurts because this is the same message he was trying to convey to everybody else. And then they went and said, oh, it's, he's going against the flag. He's going against our troops. And Quincy, you're a former member of the United States uh, Navy, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, like, like talking to, like, Quincy, I have boys that are, were Marines in the Navy. It didn't offend anyone. But then, like, you have, like, Roger Goodell going against it. And it's just – this is the same thing he got canceled for. He's not – he has no starting job because of it. He's not even on a team. And for what? Like, he literally took a stance – and he got executed for it. And now it's, it seems like it's for nothing because it just happened again. And ironically, it's the same way that George Floyd died with his knee on his esophagus. Like, that's, I feel like that's really what I feel like maybe that's stuck with people more than anything. And also the fact that Ahmaud died three weeks prior, right? Then it was Breonna Taylor. And there's, like, enough was enough. And I, I just feel that as a people and, like, people that have humanity inside of them, they, it's just, it's starting to register. And I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know their pro uh, proper steps. I'm trying to take it. Like I learned from Quincy. Um, there's so many different pages that I've seen that have been doing great stuff like um, Ali Love. Um, just trying to like show like how we can all together take more proper steps to become better humans at the end of the day. because. I don't want to say it's a race. It is a race thing, but at the end of the day, it's not a white and black thing. It's it's like us versus racism, right? Is that does everyone here agree with that or no? I do. I do. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, right now we've, we've we're dealing with the cop. We're dealing with the cop issue, but like you said, it is it is the 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 big scope of racism itself. Because like you brought up Kaepernick, right? And I had coworkers that were like, "Oh, we're not." supporting Nike anymore because they supported Kaepernick and I'm like do you even understand why he kneeled and they would tell me oh because he's against the flag and I'm like do you know how dirty the flag is <laughs> like this, it starts with that education do you understand how dirty the flag is how much blood is spilled on that flag so if you can't answer that question you can't tell me that Cap was bad you know what I mean? So it's it's the yeah it's it's racism as a racism as a as entity is 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 horrible because racism goes to every race, <laughs> you know, to every race. But we we like I said we um our problem as black people is that we are not as organized as every every other race because True. they're not shooting they're not shooting Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn. They wouldn't dare. They wouldn't True. dare because they have property. They have wealth. We don't have that. And that's our biggest issue. We I'm need to build there. that. Yeah, we, we, if we can't rely on ourselves, which is actually what scares them, because what if we were to 
only support black businesses? What if we only supported black hospitals, banks? It would terrify them. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and it has. Yes. Absolutely. That happened, right? I would love yeah, to know yeah. that would happen. Because a lot of people yeah. call that Black Wall Street. But the, but, right. Wall Street, that Wall Street right. happened. And, and the other part is, Black Wall Street ended with a lie. With a lie. A riot. They left it so interpreted. Yeah, but, but no, no, no. It wasn't the riot. It all started when they said that a woman was raped, I believe. I gotta. I, I have to get to. But it started with them saying that a white woman was uh, was was accosted, right? Mm -hmm. And the Klan members showed up to start attacking and burning it down. But bigger than all that, they dropped bombs on mm -hmm. Black Wall Street. Yeah. They sent a plane. They sent a plane to drop bombs on it. And this was just black people taking care of themselves doing what everybody else did. Yep. And that scared them. That's over, that's a hundred years ago. Yep. So it's going to take, I don't want, like I told my son, I don't want a hundred more years to pass before we think, we don't, before we think of trying to do that again. It's too many, like, and, and mind you, I don't think segregation is a priority, but it might be necessary because change isn't coming fast enough. I, 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 don't, I don't agree with segregation being necessary to move forward with you. I think that um, that would actually be even more of a problem. If you, want, um, if you want people to see each other as, as one, one race, then if you, if you, you know, are advocate for segregation, it's just for one, for the progression of, of us or black people, then I think it will also, two steps forward, one step back in that case. I think that that would put us in a place where we, it would, it, it would even cause even more of a, I don't know, I don't want to use it, but it'll cause more divide by far. I think right. that if, if, if there is a change, it has to come from like it has to be a systemic change. It has to come from, it has to do, it's like, it has to be a blitzkrieg. On, on, it has to be something where it's a systemic change in, 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 uh, in our legal system and the people who are there and the understanding there has to be repercussions for, and, and, and for uh, actions that are done and they have to be the same throughout the board and as well as there has to be uh, a, a, a people coming together, we as the black community come together and making an effort to better us, ourselves, uh, uh, getting rid of ignorance and being proactive about being for one another. It has to be all three. You know, if there's no way that we, one will, will exist and thrive without all three making steps at the same time. I think that um, uh, it should be, it should be, our prerogative to take our young, our generations, our young generation, and then put them in positions of power, uh, put them in positions of knowledge, um, where, where they have the knowledge and the understanding and and uh, the empathy um, from, from from history, because people see things happen and they're like, eh, it's not where we are right now. You know, we're we're good. No, from from history and like really us as as 
as we are now pushed to the next generation to change, because I don't, it's not going to happen in my generation. It's not going to happen in my life. I'm very, very, very sure of this. But if I, if I help the other ones that, that be a role model to the people, to the young ones around me, and just let them understand and know at a younger age, like if I was 15, 16 with this understanding, my, my life movements would have been completely different. Um, but put them in positions that allow them to, to, to make change in, in the legal system, make change in um, the so, socioeconomic uh, standings of black people, um, you know, and well, and help uh, with, with that knowledge that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna learn from us. Um, Again, it has to be our, our goal, one of our goals as parents or as the older generation. Um, they're going to make it more, place more value on um, uh, making sure that they promote black businesses and, and their peers. Um, I think that there's no value on it right now. There's, there's it, it, in order for it to change in our, my generation, there has to be incentive. But if you place value on the concept for the next generation, they'll just do it automatically. They'll just do it because they've been taught this is valuable and we're going to do this no matter what. Um, yet again, right now, the only thing, the only way I see it is there has to be some type of incentive for them to change. Like, you know what? Um, I'm going to support this because I get a kickback or because da, da, da. just the, the ideal, the idea and the ideal of, of, of making that move, I feel, isn't enough right now with that move, with that, with that one uh, yeah, at one concept. I would love it to be. Because doing change. what's right's not, for me, it's like doing what's right's not enough. You know what not I mean? Enough. Like not enough. You need to check yourself if that's not where you're feeling about this, right? Incentive, there shouldn't be an incentive for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's what's right. So I. No. Woo, like, and it can't be just that. voting for president. It has to be deep. It has to be deep. They have to go to like state level. Look, like it, it needs to be changed for what you said can happen. People can be in those positions where change can happen from the black community, right? And then I also think it's so important and I pray that this doesn't get messed up and I apologize if it does, but the, um, the white, white people need to, to step up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I 100% agree. We need to not. We we need to not put this, like you said before, on black people to educate us about what's going on. Um, we need to educate ourselves. And this is me pointing at myself, right in my face, as somebody who has been digging deeper to educate myself, and in that process, getting more and more and more punched in my own face about things that I'm learning about myself. And it makes you look deep at yourself and it makes you say, well, why haven't you uh, not stepped up yet? Right. Was that the fear of you losing things in your life, losing people in your life, losing family who doesn't agree with you, losing your, your, your job for your modeling contract. And it makes you focus on yourself. And, and I had to say, yes, I was totally fearful, but where does your fear become more of a priority over another human? And, and if that's the case, then, and, and, and it's hard to look at yourself to know that you have some of this stuff inside of you. Because you don't want to look at yourself and say, oh, I have pieces of racism, or I look at other communities in a different way. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, 
I get so frustrated because I, I, I see Brie. I see my wife being asked these questions and I see it weighing on her. And it's not that they're not good questions. They're, they're, they're rightful questions. But the question of, you know, Brie, I feel really bad about this. What, what do I do? I, and she's like, no. First time this has happened. If you don't know what to do yet. You need to have the responsibility of saying, I, you need to go teach yourself. This can't, this can't be me teaching you. So I'm sorry, man. Like I, I am an empathetic person and I, and I want to give people kindness. I really do. And I get the same question. And the reality of it is in this, you're not going to get an excuse, y'all. Like you, this is where you need to step up, do your research, do your, your stuff. And if you really are. You need the best that name, I think that needs to be given to you. It, it's not going to fall in your lap. It's not easy. The one thing I've said before is like, I, I didn't get to the point of starting to understand this by just, wow, oh, there's understanding. No, you have to like have the hard conversations. You have to look at yourself in the face. You have to break through. I used it before, but you break through this wall of seeing yourself for who you really are. back and now it's what we spoke about in the beginning is that you can't stop you can't let this stop now it can't become something like you said eric as a a fad this can't be a fad you know and so right. sorry if i'm rambling i hope that was not you were going in you now procedure i got a question for you yes sir when, when would you say that you like started to like feel okay to be open and not like fear having those type of conversations because maybe that would like also help like listeners understand from like your standpoint. Yeah. And this is something where I've, I've given myself a hard time because it hasn't, that fear hasn't left me since recently. I mean, we're talking weeks ago where I finally felt like whatever, I'm willing to lose everything for this. And where I'm ashamed of myself in that is that I'm somebody from a diverse upbringing. I have, all, all kinds. I have many, many black friends that I was I for them? Where was I for them? I, I, I wasn't, where was I for my wife? Where was I for my two black nieces? Like, where was I? And where was my voice? You look back at all my stuff. You haven't seen me post one thing about any of this. I'm vocal on like a one-on-one -on -one level. You know, I've been there for my boys. What did you say to my friend? Like that kind of stuff. But where was I on the level of it really affecting me? Something away from my life. And, and uh, it ain't about my fear, you know? It can't be about me fearing for my loss. It has to be bigger than that. It has to be the fact that this is what's right. Like, this is what, like, I'm sorry, man. I get like, I get so mad at myself. And I think at the end of the day, the more you learn, the more you see what really is going on, the more you throw your fear to the side and say, it doesn't like that. That's not what matters. The matter is like, it is simple to understand and, and to be on the side of saying, look, if you don't get this, you need to hurry up and get this. You need to, I don't know. I, I just, I feel so strongly because now I'm starting to see my lack. I'm starting to see who I was in, in being quiet. And I feel like I was part of the issue. I wasn't part of the solution.
um, what are you saying? You weren't part, you weren't part of the solution? No, when I was being quiet, I was part of the problem. And I, I, I can agree 100% with that. I mean, no, not so much. You know what? It, it's quite silence, like, especially on social media, right? Understand that Instagram is not real. <laughs> I mean, we all know that. We're not. Let, yeah, we all know that. So, let's like, be I, a little I, I real never, that one. Yeah, I never, I never, I didn't, I never once went searching for everybody that would put up Black Lives Matter, right? Because it's not everyone's job to do so. And I don't penalize anybody that doesn't. But what I was looking for was anybody that said all lives matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they have made it very clear that they don't give a shit. <clears throat> because we're addressing this issue right there. If you're going to take your time to say, no, why do you always got to bring that up? These would be the same people that would tell me, I prefer to spend my money on black businesses so they can grow. They would tell me that I'm racist. How? You know? So it's like you said, it's, <laughs> it's, um, I, I don't look to social media for my answers. I don't look to it for, um, to, to, to let me know that somebody is an ally and all of this shit. I do not because it does because it's not real, it's not realistic. If I feel that somebody said something I didn't like, I, I send them a message. And a lot of people have sent me messages liking and not liking what I posted. And I greeted both of them <laughs> with open arms because I need to know who I'm dealing with. Like I lost a lot of friends in the past couple of weeks, a lot. Businesses that they're I've been friends. working with. If you lost gone. them, they're not friends gone like this 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 one company that me we're about to be at war over comments that they posted thinking that nobody would notice stuff like that and like i said i like to see that because i like to understand the people that i'm dealing with on a regular basis so if you choose especially on a platform like social media to express hate and um your disbelief in our truth to a level that isn't even, you know, that, that everybody can see that is not wanted, I'm going to approach you and let you know that I saw it. And that's all I'm going to say. I saw that. So when you see me in person, when you see me in other things, you understand why I'm no longer as welcoming to you. And like I said, I need to see these things because the enemies are coming from too many directions for me to be oblivious to it. Like I said, I got kids in this world. I got young nieces and nephews that got to deal with this shit. And we shouldn't be continuously. It's too many years, too many years of this, too many. And mind you, police have done a lot of things to many other races. And everybody still came out and showed their, you know, their disbelief and their distrust in, in the NYPD. But right now what's going on in these streets is ridiculous. Like I've, I, I went out for one march, um, but I didn't march, I stood, I stood with them and listened to the keynote speakers talk because I was looking for answers. I wanted to hear what they had to say. 
And for the most part, they were a lot of black business owners speaking about the fact that we need to support our, our businesses, just like we support everything else, right? Which only makes sense because we want to show our kids that, hey, you can do this too. You know, you can have this business too. But if they walk into every store and all they see, they, they realize that the owners are their color, they don't think they can do this. Obama being president was one of the greatest things. I looked at my son, I was like, look, remember how everybody always said you could be president? He did it, you know? And people underestimated that, but that's a powerful thing for you to see after years and years of seeing nothing but slavery. They, they think that their history is slavery. Their history are kings and queens. <laughs> but they don't teach you that in school. So I went out there to listen to what these people were saying because I needed some guidance because all I felt was hate. I wanted to fight. I was hoping that the police act up. I went out there hoping that the police acted up. And I listened to them. And to be honest with you, I didn't get what I wanted to hear. And I wanted action steps. So I went seeking action steps. Like, what can we do? So I've, like I said, I keep, them, I keep a lot of the stuff in my stories. And a lot of the action steps are helping. Helping people, donating especially donating. I've donated hundreds of dollars already. Thank God that I still have a job that I can still have income coming in because I'm spending all my money on donations now, like helping these causes, helping businesses, local businesses that are going out. Like, I mean, the communities, people are out of work. And then this happened. <laughs> now I'm donating to causes to fund politicians to be in place to make these changes that we would like to see signing petitions. These are the things, the action steps that we can do right now. So, it's, you know, like I said, I'll, be, I'll be posting a lot of it. It was interesting, uh, like you were talking about uh, segregation earlier. Um, and I don't think you, at least for me, I didn't take it as segregation. You meant like just right. black and white in general. Yeah. I feel like you meant segregation in terms of like black people coming together in terms of economic uh, empowerment, education, and then like having like political representation. Is that correct? Like that's how I yeah, yeah, took yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe segregation wasn't the proper um, word to use, but it's the mentality that um, we don't have as many. We have few black banks, black-owned banks. Um, like we don't have what Black Wall Street had. Black, Black Wall Street had a school system. They had groceries. They had um, banks. And I'm like missing one. Transportation. They had, they had everything they needed to sustain themselves. And that was the scary part. They didn't need anyone else to sustain themselves. They had food. They knew where to get their food. They knew they had their homes. They had jobs, right? We can't say that now, and that was a hundred years ago. True. Right? So if we can't build these, I think our priority is to build these things. Build these things and say that we did this, and we're proud of this, and we can pass that on. Now, you, the resistance against that right now, in terms of systemically, yeah, I mean, the resistance comes with um, everything else. The, 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 the resistance comes very easily. 
Um, it's harder for us to get loans. Um, we know we can't move into certain areas. Literally, as much as they try to mask it and hide it, they just don't want us in certain areas. Um, so, right. you know, so yeah, yeah, these, these things have, have existed systemically to keep us in impoverished neighborhoods that have bad food. The reason why COVID afflicted uh, so many black people is because they've been eating garbage. They've been eating garbage, nothing but fast food all of these years. They got diabetes and underlying conditions. So of course it's going to attack them more. Um, all of these things need to change, and that changes with re-education. You know, and it's, it's, there's a to say there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do. And, but the system is in place to set up a barrier that we have to come over. And plenty of people have climbed over that barrier, but we need those people to educate everybody else so we don't need to go to the places where we're gonna run into a brick wall anymore. We need to take that detour and have a chance to actually do these things, you know? Because systemically, the barriers exist. They might hide it under all kinds of different things, but they exist. It's not as easy for us to do these things as it is for everyone else. So I'm listening to uh, an audible book. It's called, um... The new Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jim Crow. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Crow. Okay. Um, I'm learning a lot from that book on the level of, oh shoot, my sin says the internet connection's unstable. I'm just learning a lot on the level of laws that were put in place strategically to incarcerate massive amounts of black people. And if that would be something I would love for you to speak more on. Yeah, I mean, because the, the simplest way to describe it is this. Um, slavery ended, right? So now you have a bunch of slaves that worked on properties that were owned by masters. They said, okay, you're now free. But now <laughs> you can't, they have, they, now they have no place to stay. And they told them they can't be on other people's property. So they were just walking around, picking them up. Yeah, they were just picking them up and arresting them for just literally walking down the street. Yeah. Right? So and what would you go. do? Their whole life they've been yeah. working so, for somebody else. They have nothing to their name. They've been, they've right. been building your name no. for, for years, years. And now you're free. And now you literally have not even the clothes on their back. They barely had right. the clothes on their back. And I look, dude's got to do it. It's survive, exist, thrive. But, you know, I'm yeah. not going to help you. And at yeah, that but, time, too, but, but you can't stand here. You can't be <laughs> here. You can't be with this person. And in order to do these things, you probably had to go back to master. <laughs> because now he still has to, mind you, the work still has to be done. So a lot of them went back to the plantation. Are you trying to say, so they gave you the freedom of, like, yeah, you can be free, but we're going to make it happen where you need, you, you have the mentality of like, I need to go back. Not need to. That's or I the have safest to. place you can go. Otherwise you go to jail or beaten or killed. Yeah. So if I worked in this building here and they said, Hey, you, we gotta let you go. I'm like, all right, because we can't, we, you know, we, 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 we had you working for free and now they say that you can't work here for free anymore. So we gotta let you go. I step outside the door, police pulled me up and say, where are you going? 
um, I don't know, I don't have any place to go. I'm trying to find some place to stay. Well, you can't be here. You're under arrest. That's what they were faced with. That's what they were faced with. There's that. And then there's also those people who are like, I don't like your face. I'm going to lynch yep. you. <laughs> literally. Literally. There's no... They were... Did nothing but exist. They were, they were hanging them for as if it was 8 o'clock prime time. Hangings were seen by little kids, little girls and boys. The parents would take the kids to the square to watch grown men and women hung, in, disemboweled in front of everyone. And this happened for years. You understand? So as much like I, everybody then, talks about therapy, right? We have, we have that therapy. We have that. <laughs> those instances still stuck in our brain. We, I have family members that still have stories about people being dragged out of their homes and killed. And that, and that means that all that has trickled down throughout the years has changed and how, but it has trickled down to, to, to present day. And then that's what, that's what that book um, comes into play. It talks about the new Jim Crow laws, right? Am I right, um, TJ? Yeah. Right, and like how um, there's so many, there's so many, yeah, yeah, there's so many things like, um, you know, when when you go, we, me and you can do the same crime, but I'll get 45 years to life, and you'll get uh, uh, one and a half years or volunteer work, whatever it may be. Same exact, same exact thing, same age, born in the same place, but because you're white and I'm black, there's a complete uh, skew in our repercussions. Or you know the time that we have to do. That's 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 how it's come down, you know. Um, and there's a plethora of other things that 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 exist um, because of that. Yeah. What I found crazy is the law came in, Thirteenth Amendment, and the clause in the Thirteenth Amendment that says you can't work for free unless you are convicted. Mm -hmm. And so conviction, 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 and then all of a sudden you have this workforce. Free. I is slave under a different look. Exactly. So I'm listening to this and and you know it basically talks deeply on the level of it's not so much your prison sentence that gets you. It's once you leave prison, yeah, with the felony, that's where you're really suppressed and held down for the rest of your life, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, right? yeah, you can't do most jobs with a felony. So suppression, suppression, suppression. Yeah. Right. And then and then you going can't do back, anything. And so Right. Yeah. And then you gotta go back. They gotta go back to the neighborhood where their only option might be just selling drugs. Yep. Robbing the someone, right? They know they're doing that. Right. And here's the thing, right? Because I have <laughs> I have a friend, right? He was, I'll tell you a quick story. Friend, he, um, good guy, had a job, he got into a fight, he got arrested. Um, he wound up fighting a, a, a undercover cop, matter of fact. Uh, long story short, he did like seven years, got out, he had to move back to the hood, move back to the project, right? So, looking around, trying to get a job, kind of trying to get a job. He wound up doing like manual labor, you know how they have guys um, standing in front of Home Depot, you yeah, know, yeah. paying me like 20 bucks to put up a whole apartment, stuff like that. He wanted doing stuff mm -hmm. like that. 
and it was driving him nuts because now he came home, his girlfriend was there, now she's pregnant. Of course, he just got home from jail. Um, and he's trying to find work, trying to find work. All of his old friends are drug dealers, so he starts selling drugs, right? Gets arrested, uh, part of a huge thing, goes back to jail, does more time, <laughs> comes out again. Same situation, tries to find a job, lied on a bunch of applications, worked for a company for like two days, got out. Uh, they, they, they fired him. Once again, he was like, all right, I gotta start selling drugs again because that's the only job. That's not job, but you know, that's the only thing I can do to get, right. get the only thing to make do. money. The day that he was going to go tell the guy, front me some drugs so I could go make some money real quick, Cops pulled him over and told him, um, you know, you, you, you're on parole. You're not supposed to be around other convicted felons and all this other nation, which is his entire community where he lives. And he goes back to jail. This, that's, that's, that's that systemic <laughs> system. That's that system. You, um, like, he, 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 that, there's a lot of reasons to go to jail. Needless to say, Definitely. there's a lot of people in jail that did minor, minor, such minor things. Look, I have family in Texas for one ounce of weed. Weed is legal in most states now, but they've done like 10, 20 years for an ounce of weed. Where's their justice? Yeah. <laughs> you know, now everybody's smoking weed, but you still in jail doing a 20 year bid off an ounce of weed. And then I get out because guess what? They created in jail. They created a monster. Now he's been subjected by violence and, and, and just so, it takes so much for somebody to walk out of jail, a sane person. Yeah. To go in for something so minor, something that if, if a cop was to pull you over right now and you had it on you, they'd just, Pat you on the back and let you go, but you're doing 20 years. Not right, and it hasn't been right. And for that to change, that means laws have to change. And they understand that the jail is a money-making system, also. So they're not willing to do that right away. Otherwise, these people should have been home arrested. It's true. These people are doing slave labor in jail, making all of these things, making computer parts and iPhones and shit like that. Come on, man. And now with the the book the the book died. Off the system without the four walls of the prison. So the same companies who were uh, building the prisons, making money off the prisons, are now building ankle bracelets to keep people in their virtual prisons in the neighborhoods. Yeah. And it talks about being careful with that because before you know it, you're going to have everybody tracked. And the moment they step out of that neighborhood or whatever it is, they know where you're at. And, and so, like, right. this is stuff. Like, it sounds scary shit. It's like, where, is it, where it's going. Um, and that goes back to, man, just to educate yourself. Listen to this stuff. I had no idea about this until four hours ago on my ride here. I happened to put the ebook back on and just listen in the car. And I'm like, yeah. But what yeah. that does for me 
is that that gives me the ability to have the confidence to speak more about this stuff. And that goes kind of, when did you start getting that voice? Well, as I start educating myself more on this, my voice becomes stronger because I just have confidence. I'm building a solid foundation of like knowledge to help, you know, or knowledge to speak or communicate. And by all means, I don't know much of anything, but I'm learning more and more. And, uh, man, it, it's yeah. no, what, what you what you're doing what you're doing is you're getting a better understanding of the state of the world i mean our world basically you know you're getting a, you're getting a better understanding you're getting an understanding of the things that they're not willing to say out loud you know they don't want to tell you that all right <laughs> we locked them up with the trump with the trump charge <laughs> because we want them to work for free in jail <laughs> you know you're learning you're learning that and like i said a lot of people not, not willing to hear that and believe it like this deal somebody's just gonna say no nah, that can't be right the proof is there i mean you, you can read it you can read it it's, it's there the truth i mean it's too too much what you got Alex? yeah and i'm thankful i have really close friends who are challenging me to keep digging deeper dig deeper listen to this read this you know, but like you said before, it takes the action of picking it up and reading it. And yeah. then also the yeah. heart behind it to say, this is like, like you said, someone can listen to that and be like, whatever, and just throw it to the side. And that's also the person that you're dealing with who says all lives matter, right? That's the person who looks at the woman in the park and says, poor dog, instead of. Right. That. target instead of what's the actual issue here why people are angry and it's right. yeah i mean because that lady once they took the dog away everybody was like okay thank goodness i'm like that situation could have ended so horribly. bad oh my so goodness horribly. and imagine and how many times like so that has happened to someone and yeah. they're actually in in jail right now because of that because of that lie and you, it, as, an act, as an actor, it pisses me off because her tone changed like this. Mm. <laughs> and then it becomes my word versus hers. Like, who, who's gonna be, who's gonna, who are they gonna believe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see, he, 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 he realized that and he left. Well, because, God forbid, what would have happened if he stayed and the cop showed up? Well, you know what's funny? What's more funny to because you know he's a he's a bird, bird watcher. Uh, we some uh, he graduated from Harvard, I think, and like he's a very accomplished gentleman. But yeah. uh, really, on on her part, uh, it was it was a it's like she was calling a hit, you know, because she used key words and she did it on purpose. She knew what could happen to him. She knew that because of the situation and what's been going on. These cop, cops in position who were or bad cops could come through and be like, you know what, and kill him. It's happened yeah. many times before. So she made sure an African American man, you know, mm -hmm. just because she knew these key words would make them come in force. And that's the that's one of the things that we're talking about. That in itself is she should get charged. She should go to jail for that. Yeah. You know, right. she's agree. like literally. Right. <laughs> That's not yeah. something that's to, that can be brushed off because um, 
people have she died for that. Lied. Literally, literally, people have died or, or lost the rest of their life in jail for no reason at all. Because now right. you're walking through the park and there's a description, and it's like, oh, this is the guy. And it's not, you're not the guy, but you fit the description, and you're like, yo, get off me. I didn't do anything. And now you've uh, resisted arrest or yeah. whatever, whatever it would have been. And now you're in jail for resisting arrest. And it's, you know, you don't know what type of officers you're dealing with. So as you go to jail or being in jail, they do something extra. And it has happened. I know people who, where they, they're literally, literally living their lives, and now, now they're in the police custody, and the police are doing wild stuff to them crazy and you're like yo this if you were on the street there is absolutely i would put it in your face immediately immediately fist 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 on fist but because you're a person in authority i'm in a position where i have nothing to do i can't do anything i'm just at your mercy and i've done nothing to to, to get this i haven't done right. a thing i was living my life and you made your mistake you're acting this way to me, toward me and i have to get the, the repercussions of such it's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, think about it. This, this, that situation could have been way worse. Needless to say, could have been ten times worse. Yeah. And and think about it. Emmett Till, who was wasn't even a teenager, I don't believe, so many years ago. Fourteen. The lady said that he whistled at her, at her, at her. Whistle, a whistle. <laughs> right. So, but. Hold up, I don't, I don't even want to get back to that. I don't want to go back to the past like that. Um, here's the thing with, with her, right? Because this, her, her situation with Central Park Five. They, they arrested five guys because they fit the fit description. Oh yeah. The cops, the cops could have came in that park and just decided that a, the next black person that was in the area fit that description that she just gave them, right? That's the scary part. The scarier part is that woman probably never had a bad instance with a black person in her entire life and she was able to do that that's the scariest part in the in the that's city. a business oh and that's a business owner <sighs> man we can we can go through all the examples because there are so many of them but um i know alex had other questions and so maybe we could get to one more no, i'm just i'm just listening I'm just, it's, it's, uh, over time, um, I've been ignorant for most of my life, uh, because I choose to think differently, uh, based on my background and, and over time, as I gotten older, sometimes it's good to just shut the fuck up and not say anything and just listen and, uh, listen people's experiences and stories because at the end of the day we i can say i'm a nice guy but maybe i'm lying maybe i maybe i have a different background maybe i suffer my own way and people don't know that people don't know that and and we live in a society now that we we have a facade we we we're forced to hide our emotions because we are afraid of failure. We're afraid of not being successful in whatever, whatever you're looking for, uh, especially now with technology. Um, and, I, and I really thought that things will get better uh, because obviously there was no such thing as Instagram or even how technology has evolved now. When I came here, when I was 14 years old, I came in here 
1999, around 1999. So um, it is baffled to me because listening to a friend that I know for about 10 years and we have never discussed racism. We have never discussed, we, I never sat down with him. I was like, you know, let's have this conversation because it's not that I needed to have that conversation with him. Um, it was because I never saw that. And it's really, I don't know how to say it. I do feel guilt in a way. And maybe that's why I was very conflicted when all this was happening because I didn't know how to direct my anger because in a way I felt hypocrite also too because I've made some mistakes where I'm like, shit, I just, I just did what two million people just did and now I feel like an asshole um, because I'm not that type of person. I, you guys know me. And this is why also too I created this because you guys know me. I don't like to follow. You know, that, that's my motto. Like, I don't follow. Because if, especially if I don't believe in a cause or anything, I will never follow. Um, but the conversation that I had a little bit briefly with CJ, uh, and Eric knows this in terms of this experience that is going on. So I'm, 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 I'm from South America, I'm Bolivian and everything. And um, a, a conversation that I had with some, a, another individual is that it is kind of true that I was race with morals of no racism. Like, I'm not saying that my country does not have racism, but uh, I was, my upright was not to see color in that way, or um, there was no such thing as like, you know, um, black is white and yellow and, and different colors. So my perception of life was completely different before coming to the United States. And, um, and this is my personal experience here when I landed in the United States and pretty much I was just here just to hang out, meet my dad for the first time. Didn't know anything. I, I'm being completely blunt. I could care less about United States before coming here. I was happily with my family, with my grandpa, with my family, my friends down there. I really, I, my intention was like, when I'm 34, I'm going to be in the United States, a successful trainer. I was like, no, my, my future, my life is gonna be down there and that's it. And coming here and experience racism from zero to a hundred was something that, that's where the confliction started. I went to school, my dad was like, you're gonna stay here and I'm going to put you to, to a public school. It was a public school. And obviously public school is more diverse. You have different races and everything. You have ESL. So you're talking about different languages. You're talking about like different cultures, different backgrounds. And I swear to God, the only thing I knew had to say was hi, hello, maybe a few words here and there. It was the, fir it was the first three days. Bullying is one thing. I think every country has bullying, crimes, whatever it is. But being called names and slurs to me was one thing. Then seeing that within other people, kids, because I was only 14, and seeing it consistently, like names that 
are just profound now that I know English was just, I was scared. I, I went home and I told my, my grandma, I was like, I want to go back home. Fuck this. I don't want to stay here. It's like people are fucking savages there. I'm getting cold names. I'm getting cold. I'm getting treated. They, they, they were throwing tacos to me. Apparently I was Mexican. Like it was, it was an experience. And, and, and I'm not, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Black kids came out to me, also slurs at me. Chinese people came in, slurred to me. Like it would, I saw and I experienced racism within different races. And it was, that was where it was conflicted because the second I told that to my dad was like, and the first thing, like, you know, my dad was like, you just don't hang out with them. You can't say these words. You know, I spoke Spanish, obviously black in Spanish resembles a word that is really bad here. And obviously I don't know that. Like my, my intention is not to mention all those stu stuff like that. First thing I said, and it was in, in Spanish class, got into a fight, got beat up by someone. My father was like, you can't say that word. My, my first reaction was like, why? In my language, in Spanish, you know that that word means this, but how am I explaining? Am I have to switch and go blue and say another color? Like, so it was really hard as, a, as an immigrant being here and experiencing racism the way I did it because I was, I was not born in this culture, right? Because that's what's, and unfortunate, what I think is that United States is, has a lot of history with racism and it's, you're born to learn and understand what racism is all about because it's part of the culture of the United States. It's the heart of it, most of it. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that other countries don't have racism, but I never experienced it the way I did. And it was something that it was very conflicting when I reached out to Eric because um, people reached out to me in a very negative way when I posted saying I was raised with the morals to respect people by who they are on the inside and that's it. And people were approaching me, it's like, I don't want you to like everybody, I want you to like us, like I want you to like, you don't understand about black people. I was like, I was like, you're misunderstanding one thing. It's like, I was never born here. Like I have a different upbringing. I'm talking about like, my own culture i'm not i'm listen like you know what i mean like they don't give you a book when you land in the united states if you're from another country they don't give you a history book i'm like here you should learn racism now this is what's going to happen here this is what you need to learn these are the words that you can't say and can't do this is where you can be this is where you can hang out nothing right so it's and and, and you learn these things and then that's when you you know you experience all this shit and and it's really harder because I have more diverse friends because it's not that I didn't see color. I never really kind of like, I never even, I never even describe people by color and not for disrespect or anything like that. It's just a moral code for me. It's something that my dad, my grandfather used to tell me, if you don't know their name, you say sir or ma'am. That's it. Never mentioned to me, you say black, Spanish, nothing. No. So, you know, that's, that's my upbringing in the way of the, I'm doing this. Now, this past week when all this happened, I was uh, enraged with it because, I don't know, just I'm the type of person, like I, I kept watching that video and thinking like, what would I do if I was there? Like, I don't know if you guys were thinking that way, but every single video, like every single video, like, er, like every time I rewatch it, it's like, 
I will put a scenario like, what if I, what if I was there? I'm a, I'm Spanish, but I'm a lot light, light skinner than him. Like maybe they wouldn't harm me as much as him if I just intervene. Like all those questions pop up to me. And, and the reason I say all these things is because I am a father myself. And it's something that, I mean, my son is pretty, and this is not to put my son down, my two kids down, they're very, very white, you know, like, and they they don't even seem like they're from Spanish background. So I don't even know if they're even going to experience that or have that, that knowledge behind it. And I don't even know how I'm going to direct that with them. You know, Um, my oldest son, Eric, he's the godfather, you know, and I've learned more about the, the, black culture because of Eric not not and when we became friends it wasn't more like you know let me know about your culture like it wasn't even a question about that when I met George it wasn't about like oh yeah like you know I don't know it it was all organic CJ Quincy and I feel anger I feel you know just so many, so many things. And I'm learning from you guys because it's like everybody has a different opinion, but you can see that the opinions, even though they're apart, they are just different sides of that round circle, that root, they, like they say, right? You know, you don't always have to point here. You can always go different ways, but it's part of the problem. Um, and, and hearing that from you guys makes me understand more um, and everything and I do agree with uh, Quincy about the social media um, I, I don't agree with how they're approaching it when it comes down to this it is such a one of the reasons I didn't post anything about my fitness anything about it because I'm like who the fuck am I to be like okay well you know while this is happening come take my I mean, I'm not saying business is business I get it but I'm a person that like, I don't like my friends to get hurt. I don't like people getting hurt overall. You know this and seeing all this, I'm like, fuck unleash fit. Like, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and talk about my business while people are suffering and all this and then ask for like, Oh, come and support me. And, and I felt that code. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I just didn't know how to react to it. Had a conversation with Eric. Uh, and I was like, hey, Eric, help me out here. Cause I don't know what to do. You know, and obviously Eric know me, he was like, don't fucking do shit. Cause you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to get very emotional. You get passionate about it. And, um, and, and I, and I, I seen racism in the cops. I got incarcerated a couple of times and you know, you want to talk about being, having a little taste of racism or being treated in a certain way, having a little taste of it. And I did. And having that little taste, just imagine, I, I spoke to someone and I told them, I was like, what do you, like, would you not get tired getting that treatment over and over and over and over and over? Then you die. But then it goes and it ripples to your family. And then your family goes over and over and over and over. And then to your other family. And then, was, and then you're adding up years, becomes 10 years, 100 years, 200 years. Do you think to a certain degree, you're going to be like, okay, what the fuck? And that's how I see 
what is going on here. This, this wheel started very small and is getting to the point that it's so big, it's just gonna burst. Um, and you know what? It's part of the process, that's, that's what I think. And uh, it just, we just need to shed the light to everybody. You know, uh, and, and, and that's, that's the only way I see it. You know, George and Quincy, even CJ, I, I approach to CJ not for just because he's my boy or my friend, because the many conversations I had, you can, you can see in a personnel in a person's way of speaking about subjects that, you know, that they're, they're being honest with what they are saying, you know, and, and that's what I see through people. Uh, that's what I saw with Quincy, with George and Eric. I want to interject real quick. Um, the reason I want to interject is, um, so you said something about, about how there's a book. There wasn't a book, but because of, you didn't know how we felt. And there isn't a book for anybody. Um, we, we, there will never be a book. It's your prerogative um, to make sure that you take the steps you need to understand what's going on around you. And... Um, and when when you move forward, especially when you're in some someplace new, and this then we you know we never discussed this this before, and it's interesting that we didn't have a conversation. We might have to come, have a conversation later on, but as um as as we move forward, it you know seeing the information around you, and and this is why this is another issue that a lot of people have, and being ignorant. Being ignorant is is is, is not okay, but it's it's okay for the sense that you literally just don't know you literally just don't know and that's like I, you don't even know to ask the question and that's that's also like all right i can't be mad because you just don't have to you don't even know to ask you don't even know to think about asking the question and that's perfectly fine but when it's like the information knowledge circumvents around you and you choose not to to, to ask the question i'm not talking about you specifically Alex, but i'm just talking about in general um, you choose not to ask the question. That's the issue. You choose to ignore, or when somebody does step to you, you just choose to be mad, or you do even get you get the information. You're no longer ignorant, and then you still choose to to act a certain way and and or um, ignore the the new information you just got and still uh, move the way you were previously. Then that's the issue. Um, and so, like, if for anybody who 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 wants to learn more. I, I think it's perfectly fine to have an awkward conversation with somebody. Um, in this in this case, somebody you know, black community, and be like, "Yo, listen, I literally don't know. I have no idea, and um, I'm gonna ask you if you're comfortable with answering my question. And my question may make you feel some way, but this is the only way I'm going to learn. And you find that person who's like, "Sure, ask away." And they will give you, if a person is like that, they will give you the truth. And I think they should give you the truth. And then that's how you learn and understand how to move forward and progress with progress, you know, internally and with, with the, the actual actions that you make. Um, and so when, when I told you, Alex, when I was like, don't do anything, it's because I know you and I understand where you come from and what you want. Like the things I, I I grasp what you want to say. We we have a relationship that allows me to to get where you're coming from. You have a heart of gold, bro. Like you have a heart of gold. But when people are listening to you or 
you know, when you step out and you're dealing with people who don't know you personally, they're going to hear the words that you say. They're not going to hear anything else. And so you may mean something, but say something completely different. And so it's like sometimes you get lost in your words. We all do. I know I do. Absolutely. And you can portray an idea or concept that isn't what you're actually thinking. And that's why I was like, you know what? Learn and understand first. Don't do anything yet. Yes. Learn, understand first. Have a grasp of what you want to say fully and then make an then take and take a step and make an action. You know? Um, because if you want to say something and you're or you're going for a goal and you're you're for a, you know, you're for the number nine, let's say the number you're for the number nine, and then you accidentally say the number nine is you know, is is isn't a good number then you, you really took a, another two, three steps back and you're all, you're, you're trying to, you know, be an advocate for the number nine, but you, you don't, you're not saying what you believe that you're actually believing. You're not saying what you thought that you wanted to say. And so I just didn't want you to put, put yourself in a position where that's why I said, don't do that again. Put yourself in a position where you have to retract what you said because of what you wanted to say. I'd rather you just take the time because you have time. You have time take the time to think understand what you want to say and then say it i just didn't want that out there as, as in I, I meant i want you to do nothing that's not what i want you to do i want you to take your time and and one of the reasons i did this it was because <laughs> it's not that i don't like to read <laughs> um let me read it um let me just say that it's not that i don't like to read okay takes me a long ass time to read that's the difference <laughs> but um i like to hear stories i'm more i like to relate more than to read i'm not saying that i'm not going to be relatable to the stories but i'd rather learn from the people that are part of my circle because it's not that i feel trusted and that you guys know me how i speak and how i am because hundreds of people are going to be listening to this and probably they don't even know anything about me. And then we're like, who the fuck is this guy? Right? Mm -hmm. the, and, and, and it is really something that is not ignorant, but it's something that I have lacked as a person. Yeah, I'm very, I'm known as a passionate person. I'm known as, the thing is like once I'm against the wall or anger triggers me in terms of like frustration or something I don't like, or I don't, uh, uh, it disrupts my belief. This disrupted my belief where the words get confusing for me. And then when I say something, and I said it before, and I said it to Eric, and Eric is like, no. Like, it, my intentions is not that. It's just, it, it's sometimes you just build up with a lot of anger, and anger is not something that is going to solve anything right now. So it's okay to stick, take a few steps back, not say anything, just listening and, but this is what has been triggering me lately is people approaching it as in like, you're not saying anything. Why you're not saying anything? Hold up. Just because I'm not saying anything, that doesn't mean that I don't care or anything like that. Like to, as I'm choosing my words wisely, you choose your wise and your anger. And I get it. Look, I get it. Not only is all this is happening, COVID is happening. We're all in, 
in, in, a, in, a, in a ball of frustration. We're becoming an atomic bomb. Like we, we're becoming a bomb of just like disruption that chaos is going to happen. And that's why when I say it's going to be part of the pro, it's going to be part of the process because inevitably this will happen. And in order to release some stress, sometimes action has to be taken, right? So that's how I perceive it. But in a way, what I'm trying to comprehend and understand, and then I look at my uh, my Instagram to a point that I had to like, I'm from a lot of people, but I was getting approached by people like saying like, why are you not saying anything? Why are you not posting this? Why are you not doing this? And I was like, first of all, why are you telling me what to do? Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, what are you going to get out of it if I like if I do something and maybe I don't believe because you need to believe in something when you do that when I post something I have a purpose for it right and that's why I, I, I had a conversation with Quincy because he did a post where he wrote something it's like I want to make sure that people are reading what I post and I remember that post it was back years uh, back, back a couple of months ago and it's like I was like why are you writing about unicorns he's like I just wanted to see people read my caption yeah, and, I, re- I remember you know, that. That was but, hilarious. But it is, it, it makes sense because sometimes people are just scrolling up, just looking at a picture and, and I don't know. But then you have, the, you have people that you have the caption, you read the caption, then you look at the picture and like, what? What do you, what do you, so people follow a lot and it's okay. I don't. If I'm going to post something, I'm going to have a purpose behind it. I'm going to have a message behind it. And if you can't understand that, that is not my fucking problem. I'm not going to sit there and be like, give me a call. We're going to talk about this. I don't have time for that. If you can't understand the problem, you can ask me the question. I'll give you a simple answer for that. But that's why also all this is happening. I felt for the past couple of days, especially yesterday, when I posted that black picture, uh, that, that black uh, post, now, I did it with the perspective of like what I've learned about the Black Tuesday. And then I saw a post of a lady explaining what really meant. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I already, but I'm sure I'm not like, I'm not the only one saying that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not the only one. I was like, oh, man, what do I do now? But I also saw some people approaching me and was like, you know, um, you need to do more. I'm like, what do I need to do? What do you want me to do? I'm, like, what can I do right now? You know, and they're expecting me to do something. I'm like, do I look like the president to you? Like, I'm, I'm going to try to do something. I'm going to make action. That's why I posted it to everybody. I was like, I posted with that quote. And I tell that to everybody of you guys. Lead with that title. Don't lead saying you're a leader. Fucking do something about it and let that impact others without putting a title over your head and be like, I'm a leader. Follow me. and do the-. No, because if you fail, everybody fails. So what I'm trying to tell you guys is like, what, how, like how Quincy, how CJ is spreading the message is more impactful than, than saying, do this, do that. No, like we are family members. We are parents. We are, we, we, we are, I'm sorry, but in a way we have our own careers. We have all things and we're stepping out of that, that boundary because we have a responsibility because it's in our mind of, because of the career that we have chosen, that we are naturally leaders, but we don't have to say we're leaders. We are influencing things, a message. This is a message that needs to be influenced. And that's why I praise you, Quincy. Keep fucking slamming all those stories. I don't give a shit if people don't like it. This is not about liking or not liking. This is about spreading the word based on how you feel. 
Same thing with you, CJ. If you're not posting anything, I still respect you out of that. I'm not going to say, oh, you're anti-black or you're this or you're that. No, like who am I to judge people because you're not doing an action? That People can't communicate action differently. Like, you know what I mean? Like my actions could be completely different than, than George. George, you know, I sit down and I, I even had conversations with him. He's a very passive guy, you know, you know, and I'm scared of passive guys because they get really angry and I'm just walk away. You know, no, but I'm saying, you know, the way I, I, I know George is like, he's very passive, but he's very thoughtful. You know, he, he sees a wider, and I have met hundreds of trainers. Yes, I'm putting blast mostly trainers because that's my career. And some of them, I'm like, dude, you're not a leader. You're, you, you don't, I'm sorry to say this. I don't think you belong. You might look good, but I don't think you belong as a trainer, as a coach. I don't think your beliefs in that career and what you are based on what I've learned from different coaches in terms of like true coaches and like what they embedded into you. It's not about just how many squats you can do It's beyond that. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's why sometimes I take it personal, but I've met so many people and so many, and it's just, it's sad. It's sad to do that. It's sad that we call fitness a community and it's not. And sometimes it's like, and it's sad to, 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 to put the spot on that because you know what true community is? True community is you look, you, you, you know that there's someone behind you is going to hold your back. That's a community right there. That's family. You know, a lot of people ask me, there was like a person who asked me about why do I like lions? Because they're cool. I was like, do you understand the culture of a pride? The culture of a pride is they die together. They hunt together. They do everything together. There's a video out there of the guy explaining. It's like, in order for me to be part of the pride, I have to be surrounded around the lions where they're, when they're feeding themselves their, their food. That's, if they don't attack you in there, that means you're part of the pride. That's how strong I believe in community. And when I experience other communities and then I don't see that, I'm like, this is not a community. This is not, no, this is not it. You know, and, and, and it's sad to say that, but it's also sad to put that on blast. But I'm tired to stay quiet about that. This is, this is the time, this time, what is going on right now? This is where we should be spreading more action than anything else. And all I see in my feed sometimes is just like, do my program, do this, do that. I was like, bro, like, I mean, you gotta send a message if you want to you wanna spread it out the good way, especially in the, in the, in the fitness, fitness industry. And, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about that. And, uh, and one of the reasons why sometimes I know I'm going to lose followers, people that are going to be listening to this or people that they're going to look at me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> unleash fit. What am I unleashing? Myself. So sorry. Like, sorry, not sorry. Um, but this was not about me. This is what, this was more very soul. I learned so much from George. I've learned so much from Quincy beyond that, because I know you for two years, both of you, I know you for two years. I learned so much of how I speak to Eric till this day. When he, when we get into serious conversations, it's, it's so awkward because I, we always, I always joke around with him always, but when it gets serious, it gets like, we get very invested on it. Uh, and it's something that I liked and I appreciate that from him. Um, you know, he's been my very, very best friend. He's, he's seen me suffer. I seen him suffer. I like, we, we, we bonded in a way that it's just like, we 
I ride together, we die together type of thing. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's why also too, I have embedded myself, uh, into his culture, into his mindset. And, and that's why too, it's just not that I don't understand it. It's just that it's, it, it affects me also too, you know, as an individual, you know, as a person that I believe, um, but with CJ, um, I'm done with that. I'm going to go around with uh, people and just final thoughts on this. Um, I'm going to start over you, CJ. I think it's beautiful. Oh, I didn't, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, friendship with Eric is true friendship, right? The true friendship is digging into each other's lives in a way where you know the depths of them, right? You get to know them. You get to know their community. You get to know where they're from. You get to know who their friends are. You get to know what their struggles are. Um, so that the fact that y'all have that is beautiful. Um, and I've been fortunate to have that in my life with people as well. And I also think that's also why it's really great to travel. You get to see different cultures. You get to experience it. You get to say to yourself, oh, I've been told about you from the news my whole life. I got here. It's the total opposite. You guys are kind. You're inclusive. You know, it's safe here. I always thought it was scary. So, you know, getting out and exploring the world has been great for me and like my understanding of things as well. Um, you know, the, the fact that I felt so like not inclined, but the fact that I felt like I wanted to share my stance was, you know, I audited myself and I said, well, if you come to my page, you know, I love fitness, you you know, I was clear on my stance of what my passions are. I was clear on the stance of what, what I was going for. I'm clear with my faith. Um, and I just wanted to be deliberately clear on where I stood on this topic. Uh, so there was no misguided information about where I stand. Um, and uh, I wanted to support the people in my life and them to know I support them um, instead of me just showing up and like laughing with you guys and seeing you at the workout, Quincy and, and George. And, and me, right? And, and look, I'm not saying I've... What did you say? No, don't worry. Uh, I, I, I couldn't hear. Uh, um, but it's another thing to put that into action, right? And show that. And I don't think I've done anything. What did I say? I said some words, right? I expressed my heart. But there's a lot more um, consistency. And I even say this to my wife. You know, that this, this is, you know, it shouldn't, you know, I, I, I'm having a son half black son he's going to experience a lot of things in life that i haven't had to experience right there's going to be conversations that i'm going to or, or questions he's going to ask me that i don't know the answer to um and me and my wife we talk about this stuff and we know that when that when that question happens that her and i are going to come together and, and answer that in an honest way and i'm going to learn from that um and there's privileges that come along with my life that i i, I didn't even have to think about these things because none of this stuff affected me looking um, and the buildup of these emotions that I am going to have to raise a son who is going to be affected by these things in our world. One, it shouldn't have had to take that, right? It shouldn't have had to take me marrying a black woman to feel the need to, mm. to learn this and, 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 and dig deeper into this. But, and hopefully that's not what it takes for everybody to get into action, right? Cause then, yeah, that's not the route to take. But, you know, um, 
I'm, I'm thankful for y'all because you guys are willing to talk in, in, in truth, right? And Quincy, the thing I love about what you do is you don't, you don't sugarcoat it. This is what it is. And I, I've seen my wife also help many people throughout this process of that same thing. Uh, because people are asking questions where you can just tell that, you know, it's, it's, it's the question we're constantly like struggle with is, you know, Brie, teach me, you know, and, and what that comes across is it can be disingenuous because it's like, do I need to, you know? And so like a lot of this to me is learning y'all like listening, like listening to y'all speak because I will never know what it's like to be a black man ever. And for me to truly gain empathy, I have to get as close as I can to y'all and say, okay, I don't know what this feels like, but to that and, and do the things necessary to try to alleviate that ever happening to you again. So I love y'all. I genuinely do. I love you too, bro. I appreciate you. Um, uh, George. You, you next, uh, and we wrapping it up. All right. Um, just to like, what? I mean, first of all, <laughs> CJ, thank you for even like listening. First of all, like that takes a lot of, you should be applauded for that because not everyone wants to listen and actually be active and learn about how they can be better or more inclusive in a way. And for people that I guess that are asking questions of, oh, how do I educate myself more? You know, we're in a time that's so easy to look these things up, right? Like we have pod, there's podcasts, you have Netflix, you have Hulu. Certain um, movies on Netflix that you can watch is the 13th, um, American Sun, uh, When They See Us, See You Yesterday on Hulu is If Bill Street Could Talk, Monsters and Men, which I was blessed to be a part of, is a story about a police killing an uh, uh, innocent uh, black man. Um, um, the Hate That You Give, um, HBO has King to the Wilderness. Um, like those, you could start there, you know what I'm saying? The History Channel also has um, things that you can watch. Um, I'm not sure, like books, there's so many different books. CJ talked about it, um, the new Jim Crow, there's the Underground Railroad, uh, King Leopold's Ghost. I think that's a, that's a, I think honestly, if there's one thing to understand like the effect of systemic racism, how it really, really originated, I would say King Leopold's Ghost is definitely a big one to really like dive into. So you could understand how like it, it's, it started from Africa and then it brought itself here. So it just wasn't here that obviously here for 400 years it was part of, but a lot of bad stuff was going on in Africa. In terms of empathy, CJ, I wouldn't feel guilty, you know? Like it wasn't you per se that has done this to us. It's just having empathy and taking the initiative to understand like, all right, you know, it's messed up. My ancestors have done this. What can I do to do better? And that's what, that's the step that you're taking. And that's what everyone should be taking. Cause it's part of me too. Like I'm, I'm half Portuguese. I'm half Ghanaian. Half of my ancestors started slavery. So it's like, for me, I also have to acknowledge that. Yeah, look, I'm, you know, I'm sorry for that. 
and now I'm trying to move on and see what I can do to help the cause and so we could be more positive and like an inclusion. That's all I gotta say. And the good thing about all those suggestions he gave Alejandro is that most of them you can watch. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna I was gonna sit there. I was like, hey, uh, George. For me. Does, does, I was like, hey, hey, George. Uh, does does the book have uh, pop up pictures? Like, um... <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not gonna shy about it. Yes, yes. It it, it takes me like a, a a ninety page book takes me two months. So yeah, I'm proud to say that. Um, hey, 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 hey! You're not the only one, bro. I'm I'll, I guess. The- I'm dyslexic. I've got dyslexia, so it takes me a minute to I see words backwards. But since since you're talking, uh, Quincy, um, let's let's put the mic on you for a little bit um, before we. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, first of all, thank all of you for all of you just being genuine from the start. And I'm a I, I pride myself in um feeling people's energy. So like you know, you guys know we go into these spaces, do these workouts and everything else. We just bunch of not a bunch of people, and you can you can tell who's genuine, who's disingenuine, and I brush all of it off because chances are I might not run into them. They're not people that I'm gonna see on a regular basis, but I can definitely say all of you here in this room, I got a genuine, just good feeling from all of you, and and realize that you know okay they're they're not putting up a front for me, you know. So thank you all for being that, first and foremost. And thank you, CJ, for being in this this conversation. Because, um, you know, I, I don't ever, I post a lot of things because I don't want to talk. Because when I do speak about these matters, it's going to come off as angry. I know this. I'm, I'm a hothead. You probably will never see it. Most people that I know will never see it. Because when they do see it, that's probably the last time they're going to be around me. (laughs) But I don't want anyone to feel that anything that I'm saying is to push anybody away. Unless you just come straight out and I let you know it's over for you. You know, so I post a lot of things because I don't want people to hear me say it because it's going to seem and sound angry. I can't hide my facial expressions well. Right. So a lot of, like I said, a lot of things I post, I'm, I'm, I'm posting them and it's making me angry. And if I was to ever say them, you would just be like, that's just an angry black man. So that's why I post a lot. Um, and again, thank you for having me here in this conversation. So I can, I'm pretty much testing myself in my level of anger while having this conversation. Because Lord knows I have a lot to say about this, this issue, but we're dealing with it in a very, you know, uh, in a good way. So we could all walk away from this and learn something, right? I just want to um, state one thing. Um, a lot of my friends, a lot of my black friends, Hispanic friends, so forth, people of color, have always told me, you know, that, you know, white people don't understand, white people don't understand. And the fact of the matter is they don't understand because they never have to deal with it mm-hmm. in most cases. In most cases, they will never have to deal with it with the same, in the same way that we do, we do. So I never expect them to approach anything in this matter in a way that most people would, would approve because they've never been in a, in, in a situation. That said, like CJ was saying, he felt it necessary to educate himself. So 
that empathy is there. You don't ever have to experience it, but at some point you have to say, that's wrong. And I don't like that. Because if you see it and, it's, and you're cool with it, you've drawn a clear, distinct line. And I would hope that there isn't as many races as they are people that want to be together, right? The world mm -hmm. is showing you otherwise because entertainment loves conflict. The yeah. media loves to show black people looting and crime and we, they, they, they depict us as the worst people in the world because they want people to still have these thoughts. They want that lady in the park to feel threatened and know that since she's seen it on the news over and over again that black people get arrested for anything that they say, she's capable of doing that also. That needs to stop and that stops, and that stops when they educate themselves. That or the people around them start to point them out as the problem. So in most cases, I tell all my friends that are white that ask me what can I do, I said, I need you to be the person to tell that racist son of a bitch that you know, cut that shit out. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. If you want to live in this world, be part of the majority. The majority wants to live amongst each other in fairness and, and, be, and feel safe. There are bad people out there. We don't need the police to be involved and be part of that black, the, the problem. We got enough problems. But again, we all have to exist on this world together as human beings, first and foremost. If you're not willing to do that, I said, I need y'all pointed out and I need the people that are just oblivious to these facts to start to educate yourself. And there's many resources, like you said, it's as easy as just putting a Google search. Yeah, I said, <laughs> Google search. you'll know what Nikes you want and you know where to get oh, them. Yeah. You know how to read exactly. up who they are. But, but but again, it, it, it's, it's a hard thing to stomach. It's a hard thing to stomach. It's a hard thing to stomach and watch when you, when you sit back and watch. Like, Damn, he did that. He did that. Even with black people. They was, <laughs> this is genocide within black, <laughs> with black people wrong. But you have to change. You have to change. You have to be willing to make that change. So love you guys. This, these things are necessary. And I'm glad I'm part of it. Well, thank no Quincy. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for being part of this. Um, let me let me be the last one to talk. But um, Eric, um, your turn, bro. Well, I um, I do want to thank all, all all you guys for being here and literally talking the show. Like you said, Quincy, CJ, George, y'all are like you know. Y'all are incredible, you know. Um, I, I'm so happy that y'all are. It just helped me, you know. Yeah, you're expressing yourself so much and really just bring bring things to the forefront. Um, CJ, you, you, it's it's refreshing to really have somebody, especially a white person, just come together and say, well, you know what, this is what I'm doing. You know, um, it's that it's not. A, I don't get that a lot around me. And it's sad. It's it's saddening. Like it makes me feel some way. And um, I'm very. 
I want to say proud. I'm very happy that you know I've met you and that you're somebody that you know is close to Alex and and, and making such an effort and, and doing such. You know, it's big for me. I'm just saying it's just it's big for me. Like I said, these past few days I've been feeling real anguish. I've been feeling just it's a lot of anger, a lot of disappointment. It's just. And I've used this word. I felt so exhausted about you know all these move, moves that we've made, and you know I don't. I only see the bad, and um, it's good to hear the good from um, you know peers and close people around me. It's just really good, man. Um, but it's 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 it is our responsibility to keep going. You know, um, Alex made this make this happen. But um, I think we should just keep having these conversations, keep making moves, uh, you know, not just on Instagram, but um, any other way possible, every way we can think of. Just don't be apprehensive. Just make it make it happen because um, we need it. We need it. We're at a point where we need everything, anything we can do um, to move forward. Uh, that's it. That's it. By the way, I just want to start off by saying, Eric, you're welcome for me, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, <This guy. laughs> I gotta have that last word there. I was gonna say, the red R G D two. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put myself in a speaker view because this was not about me. Um, and I'm not that. This this is not for um, attention. This is not about this. This is today was about knowledge. Today was about uh, a shed of light, um, information. Um, also to just to learn how to speak up, and I that I came with a purpose to do this. The purpose for me how to communicate, right? And 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 when I when I was sitting down, I said, who can I who can I choose? in terms of like who not choose, but who can I speak to and I can learn the most where I know how to communicate what I want to feel. And, um, you know, and, and again, I have, I would say acquaintances. I, I don't really say friends, friends, friends like that. Um, because I strongly believe that at some point, sometimes, you know, we are in our own little world and our own little spheres and we all have our lives and everything. So it's really hard to say, you know, approach situations because some people are very sensitive to the subject. They don't want to, they don't know how to communicate. So it is really important. This is shedding the light of like, you know, don't be afraid to communicate what you feel and really also to learning. I've learned so much today uh, in terms of like things that I, and I've been here 20 years now, to 24 years now. And in those 24 years, all I did was experience racism through either people. Um, I seen it with my own eyes. I seen things I've learned, I've seen stuff, especially incarcerated. I seen some, I seen so much stuff where, and I still kind of like, and I guess my stubborn was like, no, I still don't want, I don't know how to approach it. I don't know. And maybe it was because I never met the right person to be like, hey, I want to talk about this subject uh, before I get punched in the face if it's too sensitive to you. Um, I always lived on fear of approaching this subject because I didn't know how to approach it. And hence, 
I've been friends with Eric for 10 years. And in those 10 years, he can tell you how many times I sat down and said, hey, let's talk about racism. This is the first time where I had to call him and said, hey, um, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to talk this subject. So that says a lot on my, in my course because you guys out there, you listeners, you might feel the way I feel. You might relate to how I feel in terms of how to communicate to the subject because it's a very sensitive subject. Sometimes you don't know how to approach it. You don't know. You're like, am I going to struck the nerve? Maybe that person is going to react a different way if I attack. What I, what I would advise people to do is like, if you're a white person or, or, or a person that don't know how to approach it, find your friends. If you listen, people, people talk. It's like, I have a black friend. I'm like, then talk to them. If you have a black friend, ask them, be like, Hey, listen, I know you're my friend. I want to talk about this. And, and that is because they will shed the light to you in terms of like understanding what you need to like, what, what, how to, how to approach it actions that you need to be able to take in. You know, uh, you see a lot of people now with looting and everything. And you see a lot of, a lot of people of colors now, you know, black people are looking at them like, what are you doing? We didn't tell you to do that. Like, what, what, why are you doing that? So, and, and I think those people need to be the ones asking, like, what should we do instead of like, let me pick this break out and then follow what, what it needs to be done or what a riot is. And because it puts a very bad image on what the cause is all about. And, um, and that's what angers me the most. But also another thing that I want to just say also too is understand like when you have the knowledge, when you approach people, when you ask the proper questions, you get to learn a lot more. Like I was, I was, I told her, I, I, I keep mentioning Eric because I didn't talk to him. I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I love George. I love Quincy, but I still felt a little bit of like, ah, I might struck a nerve if I say this, like he might get ticked off if I say this. So even though you guys are my friends, I still sense that sensitiveness of like respect of asking that question. Cause sometimes you gotta understand one thing. Like when someone goes through some shit and they get asked that question, you're going to get two answers. Either you're going to get anger out of it, like a PTSD type of anger, like fuck this shit. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about this. Or you're going to be like, sit down, let's talk about it. Um, I know it's hard. Something that I want to mention before we're done, CJ says, understand. This is something I, I spoke with um, Eric about it. It's understanding. And it listening. is listening. Listening. Like okay. I feel if you're going to go, and this is something, the reason I'm saying this is just strictly because of the conversations I've had with my wife recently, where people have come to ask her questions. It takes the time to, in her heart to really answer. And then they meet her in, with, with not listening, but with resistance, and then coming back and trying to impose their views on the for understanding and an answer to. So if you are to go with your heart being open and genuine and you ask these things, just listen, please. Yeah. And learn. Yeah. And, and, and don't say, I understand. That's yeah. one word right now that you do not want to say is I understand because it is the, I think like the second I hear it, I understand, get out of my face. 
you don't understand. You can't fathom to say I understand because you're not black and you don't know anything about that. And it's very, I don't know, I take it very personal. I, and it's something that I've heard over time. And again, social media, just attacking with those things. So again, just, just approach it a different way. And like, like CJ says, open-minded, listening is big. Remember the quote, Quincy, when we did the podcast? What was the, what was the quote you said? Just shut up and listen. Yeah. That was your quote. Yeah. 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 Listen, no, um, you, you'll be surprised what you learn if you shut up. Right. Okay. So <laughs> it all comes around to just that one. And you were in one of my past episodes on the podcast. So again, this definitely can happen again. We can talk about it and see the aftermath, what's going on, you know, when CJ is not in the mountains hunting, uh, you know, white lions or whatever over there. So, you're like, yeah. He's like, I'm in the mountains. I'm like, what are you doing in the mountains? What are you doing up there? Um, you know how like lions will, the male lion will come and try to take over the pride. Man, I would have no girls if y'all were here beating me up, <laughs> taking over my pride. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, um, so this was a shed of light. And, uh, again, this is how I'm going to present it here. Thank you. Thank you so much. One round of applause. Here's the thing. I, I'm not going to say if any information that you guys have, say it now in terms of like charity events or anything that you're doing with this specific cause, you can say it now, or if not, just send me information. I will put it on the post. I'll put it on the emails and I'll put it on the podcast at the end. I will uh, do another segment with all the information. Um, if you don't have it within you right now, if not, um, this has been an amazing episode. This is one of the best comeback episodes for Alliance Pride. I think everybody here, I'm very proud to know you guys and honor for you two guys to shed some light to me and hopefully to the listeners um, with everything. Um, Eric, I will see you someday. Uh, George, I will see you soon. Quincy, um, God of War, Kratos. <laughs> Uh, this a reason, and then CJ. Um, looking forward. When is uh, July seven? You said uh, the baby. Seven, the man. Oh my God, it's coming, baby. We were like not even not even a month away. It might be even before that, man. Oh my yeah, God. man. Oh my God, trust me. Text text Eric, and it says like, what do I do? What do I do? Because I I had my son ten years ago. And I was like. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to hold my baby. It's so small. It's so tiny. Anyway. Can't wait for the sleepless nights, man. Just give him a little bit of uh, just give him a little bit of CBD with uh, protein shake. You'll be good. <laughs> so mix it in. <laughs> um, with that Yo, said. I'm, um, I'm going to have to send you all of the stuff that um, the, like, the charities and everything else. Yes, Too much please. To remember. No but, worries, um, don't worry. I have a, I have a friend. Well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a friend. She's actually doing a workshop on this same topic. Okay. Uh, her name is Sonia Her Sonia Herbert. Um, so I'll send you that. 
she's um yeah she's doing she's gonna she has three workshops scheduled to talk about this same subject especially in training spaces oh, wow. so she's okay. doing one for pilates specifically and then she's also doing some just for trainers and just knowing how to deal with situations like this and how to approach it it works all right good shit um, good stuff sorry I don't curse too much, but wait, uh, I wasn't supposed to curse. I've been cursing the whole time. <laughs> no, it's oh. a podcast. You can say you can say whatever you want, but you know, <laughs> I just I'm so used to not cursing in my in my own Instagram. I'm like, ah, podcast. You can do whatever you want, but yes, CJ, you guys, I'll, I'll put your Instagrams and everything like your social medias. But again, this was not about social media. This was not about none of that. This was about information. This was about what's going on now, and and really just that a all of you guys are lions to me and you guys have your own pride and that's what I wanted to do that today. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We love you, bro. Seriously. So, Thank you for uh, having yeah. all of us. Yeah, You're welcome. And uh, it, you get 25% off. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Um, Thank you very much, guys, and I'll see you guys. Um, again, I'll message you when I have the video. Send it over to you guys. But thank you very much. Uh, if you guys have any information on this, uh, if you guys want to learn anything about uh, from any of our uh, guest speakers for today, just send an email at unleashfit.info at gmail.com or unleashfit at gmail.com, and then I'll send it over uh, to everybody. If you guys have questions, maybe have a reunion. Uh, and ask questions to other people, get questions, Q&A from other people, and do that for you guys. And uh, we'll take it from there. Thank you very much for listening to this long, 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 longest podcast I've ever been in. But love it. It was good. It was deep. All right. Um, thank you very much. And 